Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free martha stewart the original influencer when i think about anything i think about the way that she did it first the media mogul the six years ahead she saw what was coming the prisoner the rise the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's another hour of Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM from the South Point Sportsbook Studios here in Las Vegas. Packed house as always on a college football Saturday. I'm Ben Wilson. Matt Santos, our standing producer, is here behind the glass. And we've got Adam Burke at Circa. Ben Fox is at Mandalay Bay. We have you covered from all around Las Vegas. Our pro tip of the hour, we'll get this in real quick uh, before we send it out to Ben here for a market report. Look at situational in-game betting spots, especially late in games on the totals market. You can find really good value looking at teams who have the lead, trying to just hold on to the ball and run out clock that is not necessarily accounted for in the betting market. Great example, Adam and I, we talked about this, the Syracuse and Clemson game. Tigers had the ball up three, just trying to run out the clock. Ended up not being all that aggressive. You had a chance to get in under 52 and a half when that game was at 45 on the total. Game lands 48 after Clemson just runs down the time, kicks a late field goal, and then holds on there. That's just one of many examples where that general principle does apply. So our pro tip of the hour as we start. Ben, I know you're already looking at some of the market movement for the game we have tonight, and there's a bunch of marquee games later on, starting with Mississippi State and Alabama. Crimson Tide have stayed pretty consistent around a 21-point favorite, but as I understand, the movement here has been on the total. What have you noticed there? Yeah, want to hit on that game. Want to also, just to say quickly, a, a great point by you. I think, especially when you're coming to betting, the more work that you put in, generally the better results you'll have. And I think especially with in-game, right? If you're placing a bet before the game and you're sitting back and watching, sure it could win, sure it could lose. There's a lot of opportunities in-game that also requires you to have the odds screen up, to place the bet, to listen to our show, to do all of those things. You're probably going to have better success doing all of that than just placing a pre-game bet, sitting back and seeing what happens. So just want to get that out there. You know, I got to praise you as well. I, hopefully I do that enough, but I'm trying to do that more. What a guy. Know, on occasion. Too kind. <laughs> Meanwhile, Adam's like, no, no, no reason to give me any praise. But I appreciate it, Ben. Thank you. Thank you I, very much. I, pra- I praise Adam as well. Don't worry. He, he knows. Of course. Um, but, yeah, in this Mississippi State-Alabama game, I think really interesting, first of all, right, how often you have Alabama off of a loss. So it's an, it's an interesting perspective just from there. Uh, majority of the tickets, 59% of the bets, 69% of the money on Alabama here, minus 21 or minus 21 and a half. That is at DraftKings. Again, we should say all of these can be found at vsan.com slash splits, all of the betting splits for the games. Always good to check out just as a data point. And specifically on the total, I thought this was interesting, 80% of the bets and 80% of the money at DraftKings on the over 
while the uh, while at uh, 61, I should say. But the third most bet under ticket at BetMGM was this game as well, uh, of all the games at 61. So a lot of over bets at DraftKings, a lot of under bets on the game at BetMGM. Just something always to keep in mind with the market reports that I have a very difficult job with many, many states and many, many books. We try and give you the overall picture, but it is going to vary certainly from book to book. So I thought that was an interesting nugget for that game coming up. That's a great point. A lot of nuance when it comes to the general insights on a lot of the movement for these games. That game opened 55 and a half at Circa last Sunday morning. Now, as Ben was mentioning, bet up into that 61 range. Great stuff from Ben. He'll be back with us in about 20 minutes with Mike Peranio, the race and sportsbook manager at Mandalay Bay. So looking forward to that conversation. In the meantime, Adam, we look to update all the action here around the country. LSU does settle for three. So the Tigers are on the board down 7-3 against Ole Miss. As I look at our live screen right now, it is uh, Ole Miss at this point minus the three and a half. We are seeing a total of around uh, 67 and a half here live. And it is the Rebels on the move into LSU territory. We'll see if there's any in-game thoughts that pop there as this game continues. Uh, but what we've really been focused on here, Adam, early is this UCLA-Oregon matchup. Both teams, you mentioned field goals are likely not going to be good enough to get the job done, and yet both teams drive down the field, each stall out in the red zone and settle for three. So it's three apiece here. We're back to where we started with Oregon down to about five and a half or six in the live market. That total, though, now starting to fall. I'm seeing 64 and a half as on a third and 12, Bo Nix has to dump it off. Oregon will pick it up. Wow. Big play on just a little dump off pass down uh, down the sideline here as the Ducks move the ball. But pace here has not really been towards an over, Adam. And I wonder if there is an opportunity to you would look to jump in live before this number starts crashing down here. Yeah, I think it's a fair question. I've actually been kind of preoccupied taking a look at all the things that are happening in the Mac right now. Uh, there's there's some opportunity, I think, out there from a betting standpoint. But, you know, to your point about UCLA and Oregon, look, I mean, we're seeing a few games that were supposed to be high scoring start a little bit slow. Uh, the Georgia Southern Old Dominion game that I'm on, two missed field goals already. These oh. two teams are running up and down the field, but then they're not able to capitalize with touchdowns, which is about as frustrating as it possibly gets. But again, you know, as we talked about looking for some of those situational opportunities to bet totals in game, if you see the two teams just marching up and down the field and they're missing field goals, there's red zone turnovers, something like that, it's not like these defenses are going to provide that much more resistance. At some point, the dam will break and there will be a lot of points. So I think like a Georgia Southern Old Dominion is a game where you, know, you probably want to look for that. And then UCLA, Oregon, both these teams have moved it on their respective drives. So to your point, yeah, this may be a situation where the clock and the algorithm that the sports books use going to kind of drop that total down a little bit but we all know that these two teams are moving the football very effectively until they get you know, into the scoring areas on third down where they've kind of bogged down a little bit. And what's amazing about those two teams, Adam, UCLA and Oregon averaging anywhere from 11.7 to 12 drives a game. Very low in the general college football landscape. And yet each team averaging uh, at least in five of the six games this season have scored at least 40 points. Pretty impressive, and it does speak to the overall offensive efficiency for both UCLA and Oregon. Uh, Adam, you were mentioning you're a Mac guy. Big uh, big Akron game today against uh, Kent State. You're following all the action. Any in-game that you're noticing there in the smaller conferences? I'm kind of paying attention here to all of our Power 5 games, but anything that jumps out to you there in some of the smaller conferences? Well, I give Akron credit. They didn't win, but they covered. There we, so, that's all that matters. Uh, you know, they, Zips, they, don't get paint, they don't get to paint the wagon wheel this year, but they covered the spread. So uh, that's definitely something nice for them. A massive collapse from Toledo here today is something that's been pretty interesting as Buffalo now leads 31-27. They've scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter um, on, you know, pretty sizable drives as well. Their last scoring drive was only 43 yards, but the two before that, 64 and 80. So Toledo's defense completely collapsing here in the fourth quarter, which is something that I, I didn't really expect to see. But in this game, Toledo minus four in turnover margin. So that's definitely had a big impact. Maybe there's not a live betting angle for today, but when you look at next week's game, you have to keep in mind that Toledo uh, definitely on the wrong side of turnover margin in that one. The game in Muncie is one that I've been following here between Eastern Michigan and Ball State. So only 20 points in this game so far, but both of these teams have had some success moving it. We're up about 440 yards with only 20 points in this game. We've had another situation where teams have settled for field goals, They've had, you know, 40, 50-yard drives, then wound up punting in plus territory, stuff like that. But with the way that these two teams are moving the football here, maybe this is an opportunity to take a look 
at a pretty low live over. I'm refreshing this right now to see what the updated number is uh, now that Ball State kicked a field goal. But we're seeing this live total at 42 and a half. And these two teams have been moving the ball. So maybe that's one that you want to look that you want to take a look at here. Also, with the possibility of overtime, maybe helping you on that over 42 and a half if you need it. I like how Adam Burke, he is the one person in the entire country. He is all eyes on Eastern Michigan and Ball State. That, that's the type of dedication we need for people who love Maction. So thank you, Adam, for doing that. Well, we're, uh, other, all of us are just watching all these other games uh, here around the country. Adam, he's locked in. Eagles and Cardinals there in Muncie, Indiana. As far as a game that did just go final, we, we want to touch on all these games as they wrap up just to get some quick thoughts, especially in the Power Five conferences. It is over in Coral Gables. And this year, Adam, Miami has now played five different games as a favorite. Not only have they not covered any of those five games, the Hurricanes have now lost outright in three of them, including today is a 10-point outright favorite against Duke. And we saw a couple weeks ago when the, the Hurricanes were laying 25-and-a-half against Middle Tennessee, lost that game going away. So after Duke led this 17-7, allowed two quick touchdowns to start the third quarter for Miami. After that, you talked about uh, the injury to Tyler Van Dyke, the Miami starting quarterback. Final numbers for Jake Garcia, not good. 198 yards on 21 attempts, which is fine, but through three interceptions in the second half. Duke runs away with this game, Adam, in the end, 45-21, even though Riley Leonard, the quarterback for the Blue Devils, only throws for 136 yards today. Yeah, and this is one, you know, I talk about box score study all the time and the importance of that and actually seeing what took place in a game, how we wound up getting to the result here. And for Duke, I mean, look, first of all, I give them a lot of credit because last week, a very gut-wrenching loss against North Carolina, their rival uh, in, in that matchup there in, in Chapel Hill, or actually in Durham, but then they bounce back and win today. They forced eight turnovers in this game, not to mention a few turnovers on downs. Five fumbles lost for Miami. Wow. So this is a Miami team that has not played well. It's been a major disappointment so far this season. But how often are you going to see a team lose five fumbles in one game? So you know, maybe a little bit of positive regression on the turnover front for Miami, but that still doesn't excuse the fact that they ran 68 plays today, only had 327 yards of offense. And now, of course, we'll have to see what the injury status is for Van Dyke going into their upcoming game. Meanwhile, as we look around, still the games that are in progress where there is some uh, live betting opportunity. Uh, by the way, that game did go over 59 or 59 and a half in Duke and Miami. But Dominic Richardson into the end zone. He'd only been averaging around four yards a carry, especially recently when Spencer Sanders, the OSU quarterback, had been injured. But he gets in from four yards out for a touchdown. It's 10-7 pokes. And Adam, as you talked about, so many games elsewhere with light scoring to begin. This game, uh, it's not been that. We're at 70 and a half now as a live total. After closing, I looked on my screen. This was more like 58 and a half on the overall total here. And we're only uh, seven minutes into the game right now. So certainly seems like, like we talked about in LSU and Ole Miss, defense optional early here. Yeah, for sure. And a very, very big review here. We're seeing if the ball hit the punt returner for Oklahoma State. If it did, obviously live ball, Texas picked it up. So very important review as we head to break here. And Ole Miss back into the end zone as well. Uh, they just punch it in from three yards out. 14-3 for the Rebels. We're only 10 minutes into that game. A lot of scoring uh, down at Baton Rouge. 14-3. Rebs, seven and a half point live favorites. 71 is your total. We'll continue to update you on all the scores. Start looking ahead to some of the night action in college football here on Live Bet Saturday. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. 
There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting town in the game. If you have not subscribed yet, VSIN has a midseason offer to make you a smarter better. Sign up now for just $99 and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You'll get everything VSIN has to offer, including our 24 7 live shows and subscriber only betting guides to college bowl season. And the Super Bowl offer less than the normal monthly rate. You'll also get VEASAN subscriber-only season prep guides to the NHL, NBA, and, yes, the World Cup starting next month. It's the best bet in the game, $99 for VEASAN Pro. Now through the Super Bowl, sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's a touchdown for the Oregon Ducks, 10-3 Oregon. You see a lot of the betters inside the South Point Sportsbook. A little tame at the moment, waiting for some action, at least in the UCLA-Oregon game. We've had three drives, Adam. We've had three scores, but they've all been long, sustained possessions so far. Ten plays, 53 yards for Oregon on the first drive. Field goal. UCLA goes 14 plays, 46 yards for a field goal. And now Oregon, 10 plays, 71 yards, punching it in on a short touchdown pass. Bo Nix to Terrence Ferguson, the tight end, for 17 yards. So so look at the live odd screen. It's 9.5 here, Oregon live, 66.5 your total, pacing below that 71.5 pregame as all, or Dorian Thompson-Robinson almost picked off, taking a deep shot. And a big third and six, Adam, here upcoming for UCLA. And we'll see, can Oregon become the first defense to get a stop in this game? Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, as you said, a pretty big third down play coming here. And then also, um, I I don't know about the call on the field, and I don't know about upholding it on review. But, uh, you know, very very interesting situation here with Oklahoma State and Texas. Uh, This game is... This game has the chance to go off the rails, I feel like, as we're going through today's show. Maybe this will be the game that we need to keep more of an eye on as opposed to UCLA and Oregon. Well, that's two top 10 teams. Uh, This game in the Big 12 may end up with a lot of live betting opportunities as we move forward. Texas, Oklahoma State, chaos. Where have I I heard of that before, uh, Adam, in a matchup between these two Big 12 teams? So it was the Daniel Trejo punt after a three and out, fumbled by Oklahoma State. By Brennan Presley, Texas's Keelan Robinson recovered, lengthy review, and they say so. You thought, and I thought on initial replay, it looked like Oklahoma State clearly touched the ball, and that's what we're trying to figure out. Adam, is that is that am I on the same page with you on that? Because it looked like he clearly touched the ball. It somehow is reversed, and uh, actually, and then you, you look at uh, Texas getting the ball back turn the ball over on downs on the ensuing possession. So uh, there's a lot to unpack here, and it looks like Oklahoma State now with the ball back, six and a half to go in the first quarter, and up 10-7 in a game where Quinn Ewers has turned the ball over on downs and thrown an interception so far. Yeah, it's just there's there's so much to follow, especially when you get a lot of these games that are pretty interesting. And then, you know, as I mentioned, you may get some better live betting opportunities in some of the, the group of five games that are kind of off the board, maybe uh, – you know, games that aren't front and center on your screen, but if you could find them, you know, an ESPN Plus subscription or something like that, then, you know, you could find some live betting opportunities with those, like that Georgia Southern Old Dominion game that I mentioned where the yardage is absolutely there, 
but the points aren't just yet. So that's one where I think a live over is absolutely worth a look. But then you look at this Oregon-UCLA game. As you said, you know, a game that's kind of front and center for everybody. This is the one that everyone's going to be following, and it's just right. been the long, drawn-out drives to this point that aren't exciting. But again, maybe there's a live betting oh, opportunity to be had as be you're following along the with way. explosive play there. Thank you, Adam, for getting uh, getting the little reverse uh, jinx there because we needed some scoring. And Keegan Jones, UCLA did pick up the third and six, and then on a little swing pass from Dorian Thompson-Robinson from 36 yards out, Jones takes it to the house. It's good for us on the Bruins today, plus the seven. Now, Sean McCollum on audio also uh, behind the glass. He's, he gives out a couple of big uh, fist pumps there. So UCLA will look for the extra point to tie this up at 10. We'll give you the updated betting number when we have it. Another game that is notable to mention, Adam, just because of a big injury that was confirmed before the game in Northwestern and Maryland, quarterback Talia Tagovailoa, a game-time decision all week. Even despite that, we saw money come into Maryland against the Northwestern team that's just been downright awful. Losers of five straight since an opening day upset in Dublin against Nebraska. Got as high as 14.5 in the market, but... Tagovailoa ruled out just before this game. We saw a little bit of a correction down to 14. A couple books did get under 14 to 13 and a half at close here. And it's Northwestern with the early 7-0 lead, Adam. End of the first quarter, I'm seeing at this particular moment. As we update the screen, it's Northwestern uh, down now to just a three and a half point dog here. Would you have enough conviction and confidence in Maryland to back the Terps now at a much shorter number here at home? Or does the lack of tug of a low at quarterback give you enough concerns to stay away here? No, I mean, so far to this point, 69 yards on 20 offensive plays for Maryland. So it's very clear that their offense is disjointed here without tug of And maybe they fix that. Maybe they correct that. Maybe they figure it out as this game goes along. But for right now, no, I don't see a buy point on the Maryland side. 7-0 as we start the second quarter. Billy Edwards Jr., the backup quarterback, 5 of 9, 37 yards. And it will be a first and 10 at the Northwestern 37 as they start the second quarter. One thing we like to do on this show, Adam, as you, you certainly know, Live Bet Saturday, we look for the halftime options as well as we have a little bit more time to give some insights instead of an in-game. It can always be really tough. You only have a few seconds to get these bets in as we're talking about them during commercials or in between plays. We'll mention Notre Dame with how big of the fan base the Irish have. Notre Dame has really struggled in spots like these this week. Irish hosting UNLV as big favorites, laying 26 in the market. But uh, Notre Dame under Marcus Freeman has been horrific as big favorites this season. They've laid at least 13.5 points three different times this year. They've only won one of those games outright and 0-3 against the spread in that span. However, it is 30-7 at the half. Notre Dame jumped on UNLV early, 10 points in the first six minutes of this game. Uh, Drew Pine, 9 of 20, 173 yards, a touchdown and a pick. His number's not all that impressive. Uh, Notre Dame is a team rushing for about five yards a carry and 114 yards on 23 attempts. Looks like it's Notre Dame minus 10 for the second half, up 23, Adam. Total of 20. Is there anything that would interest you about this as we also point out UNLV playing with a backup quarterback today? Yeah, I mean, for UNLV, they, they've really fallen off due in large part to the injuries, especially not having Brumfield out there. But for Notre Dame, I feel like as you're watching this team, there's a lot of incentive here for them today to not take their foot off the gas. You know, Drew Pine is only 9 of 20. He does have 173 yards on those nine completions, and Michael Mayer is having another big game for the Fighting Irish. But to me, I think this is a scenario where they have to keep going. They have to keep scoring. They shouldn't show any mercy here against UNLV because as you go forward, I mean, look, you know, they're playing a Syracuse team next week that obviously we saw played very tight with Clemson today. The week after that, they do play Clemson. So I think for Notre Dame, there's a lot of incentive for them here in this game to really keep pushing forward both offensively and defensively. So if that sets up a live bet in your mind, then I think that that's something that's kind of worth pursuing. I won't be taking it. That's just kind of a, you know, just sort of a thought and kind of a gut feeling that I do have with Notre Dame. But like I said, I think there's great incentive for them to play this as if this is a one possession game the rest of the way. It is hard to look at a team like Notre Dame with the struggles on offense and say, I'll lay 33 in game against anybody. But you, you talk about the situation 
You also look at UNLV with second and third string quarterbacks today. Cameron Friel and Harrison Bailey going a combined eight of 16 for 61 yards in the first half. I know, Adam, this was a UNLV team that rose up your power rankings uh, more than anybody in the first few weeks of the season with Connor Brumfield at quarterback. So I would have to imagine with him out now, that represents a pretty massive downgrade in their power rating for you here for the Rebels, not just today, but going forward as long as their signal caller is out there in the Mountain West. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I mean, this is a UNLV team in the first half. They had three first downs. They were 0 for 7 on third down. Again, like you said, it, it's hard to lay an adjusted number of 33 here with Notre Dame, but there are no indicators for UNLV here that they can be in this game. And furthermore, for UNLV, historically, they're definitely a much better team running the football. But now when you're down by 23 points, you don't really have a choice other than to throw it. And that should play into Notre Dame's hands here as well. So uh, the more I think about it, the more I would be kind of open to the idea of laying that second half 10 with Notre Dame because again, they have no reason to slow down and UNLV is probably going to be very inefficient the rest of the way. And that game well on an overpace closed 47 at most shops after opening 47 and a half. We're at 37 already through 30 minutes of play in a second half total of 20. As far as our marquee games of the late afternoon go, Adam, this Texas-Oklahoma State game has all the feelings from a scoring perspective of Alabama-Tennessee last week where it looked pretty early on like nobody could stop either side. And Texas punches it in, four-play scoring drive after they do at least force a stop on Oklahoma State. There was the weird back and forth with, with the muffed punt and the review that went on there. But Texas gets a Quinn Ewers to Xavier Worthy touchdown. 14-10 here, Texas. We're 11 minutes into the game. I don't know about you, but from a live total perspective, is 76 enough right now? I mean, isn't there only one direction you would go here with 24 points being scored in the first 10 minutes of this game? Yeah, and, and I'm also taking a look here. I see Texas minus seven in some places. And look, I mean, they're out gaining Oklahoma State right now, 144 to 56. They're doing whatever they want on offense. And that's even with Quinn Ewers being a little bit erratic here to start this game. So, not only do I think that we continue to see points scored, but I also think that based on what we've seen so far, Texas minus the seven live is, is not a bad look at all. And Texas getting the ball back right now, forcing another Oklahoma State punt. But keep in mind, when we talk about pace and tempo, these drives from both teams have been lightning quick. So even if you're having drives result in punts, if they're taking 45 seconds, it still is fine from an over perspective. All right, up next, Mike Peranio from the Mandalay Bay joins our Ben Fox as we continue on Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We welcome you back into Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. We welcome Ben Fox back to the show. Ben is joined right now by Mike Peranio, Racing Sportsbook Manager over at the Mandalay Bay. Great to see Mike as always as uh, we send it over to Ben. Take it away, Mr. Fox. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. Good to be back, sir. I know I'm sure you missed me after a couple weeks, but uh, there's always a Ben here. That's, uh, all I know. that's right. We we are, are contractually <laughs> obligated to have at least one Ben here at Mandalay Bay. Uh, another great Saturday, certainly. All the sports on. We had the sports equinox a couple days ago. Yeah. We'll have another one in a few days. How's the atmosphere been? I feel like a lot of the biggest roars I've seen. Maybe it was because the Ohio State game wasn't that exciting. Been UFC. Yeah, I mean, uh, we actually have the UFC pay-per-view showing here today. So, oh, I've been watching. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's, yeah, you're right. When you hear a cheer, you think it's a football game, and it's been UFC so far. So I don't know if that means the dogs have been covering and the parlays <laughs> are hitting or if the big money favorites are winning. It's been, it's been a good card starting early, so in the middle right. of college football. So it's been a little tougher to keep track of from that perspective. A lot of good college football games today. Let's start on a couple that already ended. I guess I said there were a lot of good games. This wasn't necessarily one of them. Ohio State, big favorite, minus 29 and a half, minus 30. They don't cover the first half line. They do easily cover the full game line. How did you guys do on this game, Ohio State, Iowa? Yeah, I mean, that game was, you know, the marquee matchup. That along with this, actually, Syracuse and Clemson was another request we have to be on the sound game. But yep. uh, Ohio State made it on there. Uh, that's not going to kill us, but it's not helping us either. Uh, that Syracuse game uh, hurt us too. You know, they we needed uh, 
uh, actually we needed Clemson, which is unusual. It's a 14 points. I think yeah. they were favored by. So that game hurt us. So it's a rough start for us this morning, but uh, we'll, we'll get through. <laughs> That's I uh, look. We always think you'll uh, you'll keep the lights on. I, I want to go back to the Syracuse game because it's interesting. Obviously, Syracuse not usually ranked. Obviously, played well in the game. The spread was never really in doubt. But you're saying the majority of the tickets were on. We're on Syracuse yeah, there, it, and so yeah, Syracuse, another dog. That hmm. it's funny. We talk about you should take dogs, you should take dogs, and it seems like today we're, we're losing because people are taking dogs. Yeah, so maybe I shouldn't say that anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's directly uh, you know from your mouth to their ears, yeah. and and then to the book. A, a lot of good games. Certainly three kind of marquee games in this window. The one on the big screen. We'll hit on that first. UCLA and Oregon, a game that's been, I think, a little lower scoring than people would have thought with a, a total around 70. Yeah. Um, and, and Oregon here, about a seven-point favorite, closing six and a half, seven. What was the action for this game so far? Uh, it, lots of sharp money on UCLA. Last time I saw it was 10 to 10, but that might have been an updated score. I think we're score. at 17-10 Oregon. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, going to be good for us. <laughs> so uh, the sharps and the public are taking... Uh, leaving us with all we need Oregon pretty bad that game was almost all sharps and public combining to get us so interesting uh, and, and at bet MGM nationally that was one of the bigger bets for the public right. UCLA plus six and a half doesn't always stay the same at Mandalay Bay here but interesting that the sharps and public kind of on the same side yeah of and that's a drive-through market for us mm -hmm. UCLA uh, you know so there's some people here probably for the Raider game coming from L.A. that are betting on right. uh, UCLA. So that has an impact in Nevada. Right. I would imagine another public dog is going to be Old Miss, uh, a, a ranked team, certainly in the top ten, facing LSU. Yeah. LSU, about a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite, did see this close pick them at several books. So some late money perhaps here on Old Miss. What was this guy setting up? This game's setting up for you guys here, and so far, Ole Miss looking good, up 17 to three. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a good game for us too, and we're also winning that game. Those were the really the two games we needed the worst or needed badly, I should say. Uh, we need Mississippi and then Oregon. We talked about uh, in UCLA. Those are our biggest money losers if UCLA and LSU would cover. But looks like we're in good shape so far on that. In good shape so far. I got an LSU ticket in my hand, so I'm not in as good shape on that one, but. Well, Sorry. you know, with the total being 70, there's a lot still to come. So anything can change on that. It, it certainly can, although uh, I, I don't see that LSU stopping Ole Miss too yeah. much so far. But as you said, a lot of game left. The, uh, the third marquee game, Texas, Oklahoma State. Texas has been all over this season. Yeah. Certainly a lot of uh, exciting games. Who knows if the quarterback, Quinn Ewers, stays healthy. If they beat Alabama, they could be in the playoff talk. But a good game, certainly. Texas and Oklahoma State. Texas around a six, six and a half point favorite. Uh, up 14 to 10 currently. What'd you guys have on this pregame? Yeah, and this this is a stranger kind of setup. We got three to two tickets on o Okie State, but it's two to one money on Texas. So uh, that's a game we're not winning currently. Uh, well, we're covering, but it's not a, looking good so far. But uh, that's uh, it was medium-sized money, but uh, Texas again has two-to-one money, so that's a little bit of a liability for us. We can't have you win them all, Mike. No. All right, come on. Well, it ha happens on occasion. <laughs> this is true. It's been it's been a good season, I'm sure. Yeah, that'll happen so more than the public winning all the games. That's for sure. That is that is true. So uh, another big game I want to hit on, Alabama. I, I said before on, earlier on the show, it's rare you have Alabama coming off a loss. It's not a situation they're in very often. Mississippi State also off the loss. Uh, it seems like a lot of the public money on Alabama, this is actually an interesting total that was earlier open around 55 and a half up to 61. Right. A lot of bets on the over at some books, a lot of bets on the under at other books. What about the spread here in this one, this one where you're everyone on Alabama here as well? Yeah, I mean everyone. Sharps and squares are on uh, Alabama and the guys taking the under, you know, if, if Alabama covers, there's no way that'll go under probably. I mean, I shouldn't be too definitive, but they're usually, a, if you want an over, you want the favorite covering. Right. So, Offense uh, has not been the problem usually yeah. for Alabama. And the, since they're both on it, it's three to one tickets, but it's six to one money. I mean, everybody believes in Alabama after a loss. So, uh, you know, good teams off a loss usually do respond, but uh, we'll see what happens today. But uh, we're definitely on the Mississippi State side of that game. 
I'd imagine probably not a fun practice there. A couple of practices yeah. for Alabama players. Uh, a lot of great college football games coming up a little later as well. I know you had a little bit on Penn State, Minnesota. Penn State around a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, that game's a little uh, not quite as big as we needed for it. So, uh, you know, favorites. And the, and it's, you know, the Big Ten. It's this, this time of year, Big Ten seems to get a little more exciting. Uh, the bigger conferences anyway. This is the time of year where you start seeing some good key matchups, and that's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, and so far we've seen Wisconsin certainly dominating yeah. uh, Purdue. That's amazing to me, though. That seems a, a, a kind of high, but that could change, too. Uh, they finally had to punt, I guess. So that's hey, a good sign. <laughs> that's, that's a good sign. Uh, anything else on the college slate before we get to NFL you want to hit on? No, not really. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting week uh, uh, with the Raiders playing this week again. We're going to have some nice crowds again tomorrow. So, uh, And it's part of this. The people here are already here for that game. So. We have a lot of NFL people here on a college because the Raiders are playing. Yeah. So let's hit on that game first then, switching to NFL. Uh, I was at the South Point 400. So was Devontae Adams as uh, one of the kind of celebrity endorsers, celebrity endorsers yep, yeah. of the race. Uh, certainly a long bye week for the Raiders, a tough loss, yeah. sitting at 1-4. But playing the Texans, which tends to be a good thing for teams. Texans have hung in there against the number. This is about a touchdown. What are you seeing? I would imagine a lot of Raiders money coming in. Uh, yeah, I mean, we always have Raiders money. Like we talk every week, it's. I mean, we've had a couple weeks actually. Now that I think about it, where we did need them to cover, mm -hmm. and uh, of course they weren't winning then. And this is a key game for the Raiders. They, if they lose this game, all things could spiral out of control. Because this is a game they have to win and should win. But it is the NFL, and right, and you, especially with the way they've played, they played well, yeah. just haven't. Yeah, I mean, when you wins. expect a team that's playing bad to all of a sudden snap out of it, that's not a good handicapping uh, thought. Right, you keep those out of your head. One of the big games, marquee game, I'm excited to watch: 49ers taking on the Chiefs. Uh, it's always difficult to bet against Patrick Mahomes and yeah. the Chiefs. We're talking about the action in this game, and certainly the 49ers now with Christian McCaffrey. We'll see if he plays this game. Probably won't be a lot of snaps if he does. Yeah, I mean, it, I, you know, I, they say that, but, I mean, he's in shape. It's not like he's been laying off for five weeks waiting to come into a game. I mean, he's in game shape. I mean, if you're going to trade for him, what a, I mean, he's got to learn the plays, but I'm assuming he's a pretty smart guy. So He did go uh, to Stanford, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that could indicate that. Chiefs are the biggest loser of the day for us, right now anyway, so far. Three to one tickets and the money's all over the Chiefs. Uh, we'll see, that's an interesting game. San Fran's a good defensive team and that's gonna play into this. Quickly, Mike, one other, Cowboys, Lions, Dak Prescott back, it's been the action in that one. Yeah, Dallas is four to one tickets and money, so we are definitely a Lions, uh, in need of the Lions. Something interesting, I'll switch to the Packer or Bucks Panthers game before we run out of time. I mean, they may be the Panthers, the loneliest team award because <laughs> I think they told me before airtime here we had five straight tickets in all of Nevada on the Lions. So wow. that's interesting to me. Five bets, Ben Wilson. That's all. That's all that the Panthers five. have garnered so far. We'll send it back to you at South Point. Literally, literally five bets so far on the Carolina Panthers. Thanks, Ben, for also the contractual obligation. There has to be a Ben at Mandalay Bay. Ben doing that today for us, along with Mike Peranio. Thank you to Mike for stopping by, as always. Some big score updates for you when we return. Adam Burke rejoins me as we roll on. Our final hour of Live Bet Sunday starts next. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any NHL game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back and free bets up to $25. Just log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get started. Then opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion. Place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any NHL game. And if you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. I'm Ben Wilson back at the South Point Sportsbook Studios. Big Saturday of action to be had here at the South Point. Joined by Adam Burke, who's downtown in Las Vegas at the Circus Sportsbook Studios. Adam, there's a bunch of upsets in some of the smaller conference games we'll get to in a moment. As far as the marquee games right now, scoring after slow starts has started to pick up. Oregon gets a touchdown, recovers an onside kick, and scores another touchdown, now leading 28-14, largest margin we've seen in that game all day. As I refresh my odd screen right now on that one, it's the Ducks here up to 10.5-point live favorite, 78.5 now is our total. That is adjusted up from 71.5 was the pregame number, but Dorian Thompson-Robinson and UCLA are on the move. The stat, though, of these marquee games in the late afternoon window has to be in Stillwater, Oklahoma where B. John Robinson, the Texas running back, is outgaining Oklahoma State all by himself. 115 total yards and two touchdowns for Robinson. Oklahoma State with 80 yards before this last drive. And it is 21-10 Texas. Adam, your thought of laying seven in-game with Texas, it looks pretty good right now. They're up to 13-and-a-half live right now. Yeah, 8.6 yards per play for Texas so far in this game. Oklahoma State was at 3.8 until they started this drive. Spencer Sanders with a good scramble. Uh, to pick up a first down on second and 10, and then here's another one uh, to move the chains on second down again. But Texas, a lot of early down success here. They're 0 for 4 on third down, but they're doing whatever they want on first and second down. I don't really see that stopping here with the way that their offense looks and specifically the creative ways they're getting Bijan Robinson the football. 73.5-year in-game total on that one as well. Came off a 58-and-a-half as we got things underway in Stillwater. The third of our marquee late afternoon games. It's gotten a little tighter in Baton Rouge. 14-3 start out of the gate for Ole Miss. Credit the LSU Tigers. Adam, they've fought their way back into this game. 17-10. We're at the nine-minute mark to go in the second quarter, and LSU has the ball first and goal at the Ole Miss 4, a chance to punch it in and tie this thing up after Ole Miss was laying as high as 7.5 in the live market. And as I say that and look up, it is Jaden Daniels who takes it in on the quarterback draw. So we're an extra point away from a tie game. Numbers off the board as expected, but have to give LSU a lot of credit. Punched in the mouth to start this game, and they've had a big response as of late. 
Yeah, they absolutely have. And we'll see Jackson Dart limped off the field on his uh, final scramble of the last drive, picked up nine yards and went down awkwardly. Not sure if he fell on the ball or if it was something else. So we'll see what happens as he comes back out, uh, hopefully for Ole Miss's next possession. Uh, but a round of applause to the Purdue Boilermakers here. They've got about oh. 200 yards of total offense. Oh, and they just kicked the sad field goal here to be down 21 to three. They had missed a 26 yard field goal earlier in route to going down 21, nothing. I know Adam, that's rough for you. You were on the Boilermakers plus two and a half line went in your direction. And then yikes, 21, three Badgers laying 17 and a half live 53 is your live total pacing just about at the pregame total of 51 and a half. As far as some of the smaller conferences, that's what you're focusing on right now, Adam. We have a couple of wild scores in in other parts of the country. Florida International and Charlotte, a game where this was, what, a 13-and-a-half-point spread, Adam, when this thing kicked off. And as we look at it right now, we're sitting at FIU catching 13-and-a-half up 27 nothing on the road. What is going on there? Yeah, they actually had a field goal blocked on their last possession, too. Kind of a little more than a chip shot, about a 29-yarder. It got blocked. So, uh, I guess a little morale boost maybe for the Charlotte 49ers. But FIU's getting better. I mean, you know, they, they lost by, what was it, 73 points to Western Kentucky a few weeks ago. Uh, but other than that, you know, they've actually been playing a little bit better here uh, over their last couple of games. So, you, know, you want to look for those teams that have been absolute doormats that are kind of improving a little bit as the season goes along. Because as we just mentioned, I mean, they were a big dog to a Charlotte team. It's not any good either. And maybe we're running into a scenario where FIU possibly has some week-to-week betting value. They take on Louisiana Tech next week, a La Tech team that really hasn't looked all that great this season either. Speaking of teams like in Conference USA in that general region, a game that was totaled at 73 where we have gotten nothing in the first half, North Texas and UTSA at the Alamo Dome. This is 6-3, final minute of the first half, Adam. What would the halftime number, which we'll get in a few minutes, have to be for you to look to an in-game over considering the absolute anemic offensive display so far? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I really can. I mean, North Texas, 10 carries for five yards here so far. So that's a a robust half yard per carry. And they only have 97 total yards of offense, yet they're up 6-3 in this game. UTSA, 177 yards. Uh, they got a turnover on downs. They have the game's only turnover. So maybe you want to look UTSA in the second half where they're actually moving the ball and not really letting the mean green get too much going on offense. And then the other small conference game that we'll, uh, we'll hit on here with you, Adam. Uh, this is a non-conference matchup. Liberty down to its third-string quarterback catching seven at home. And as I understand it, having a lot of trouble, uh, at least I should say BYU, having a lot of trouble slowing down this Liberty offense in a three-point game at the moment. Yeah, 241 yards on just 36 offensive plays so far for Liberty. Jonathan Bennett, their third-string quarterback, as you mentioned, 14 of 17 for 148 yards does have an interception here. That's kind of kept the game a little bit close, but uh, both of these teams moving the football, it's just that Liberty, what they're doing to BYU's defense is actually quite impressive. And frankly, I mean, this was a tough spot for BYU, right? Traveling all the way to middle of nowhere, Virginia to take on Liberty. You know, BYU's played some very, very tough games throughout the course of the season here. Felt like this could be a tricky one for them laying a touchdown on the road, and that's come to fruition here so far. It is a pick em in that game in the live market, but we just mentioned three different games, teams favored by in this last game, seven, 10 in the UTSA game, 13 and a half in the Charlotte game. Those big-time favorites all losing outright at the moment, so keep an eye on those particular games. As far as the, uh, the big games we're watching, Every time I look up at him, it's just Oregon 10 to 11 yards of play here. UCLA had to settle for a field goal on the last drive. So 24-13 Oregon. Ducks moving the ball once again inside three minutes to go in the first half. So not trending well here on the Bruins side. Again, I'm on UCLA here catching the seven. It does look like Oklahoma State, though, they've gotten back into things on the offensive side after being at under four yards of play. Looks like the Cowboys will be punching it in. First and goal at about the two-yard line. Yes, what have you made of Spencer Sanders today, Adam, with the, the shoulder concerns? Hasn't really been mentioned in the official injury report, but despite the ups and downs actually passing the ball, he has been pretty effective as a runner, and here gives off to his running back, Dominic Richardson, for his second rushing touchdown of the day. So about to see OSU back to within five PAT pending. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the OSU quarterback as a whole from what we've seen so far? Yeah, I think we kind of have a little bit of a throwback to the previous few years with Mike Gundy where they're trying to run the football and they've been effective with that. And then also, of course, using Spencer Sanders to kind of scramble around. 
Texas gotten lost in, uh, you know, in terms of contain a few times in this game. They've also been really good in the throwing lanes, though. They've knocked down. They've broken up a few passes here. So Gundy makes the adjustment, as smart coaches do. And, of course, another thing here for Texas is, uh, you know, they had the – it was overturned by review, but, you know, they – or, no, they did actually get that football where, you know, bounced off the punt returner's leg. They had a blocked punt. Uh, you know, we saw the onside kick in this Oregon game. Something important to keep in mind is that these teams in college aren't nearly as buttoned up on special teams as the teams in the NFL are. So you've got to find a way. I'm not sure what metric you would want to use for that. There are a lot of different stats and, and metrics out there for special teams, but special teams have such a significant impact across the college football landscape. We're seeing it here in some of these premier marquee games in the afternoon slate, and I'm sure we'll continue to see it as we go forward. So keep that in mind as you're handicapping these games that special teams really, really matters is a very good point uh, that you make on the special team side. It's also harder to quantify in the college game, but that's where watching and uh, having the game film that you can use as a handicapper can be really, really effective for you. Uh, as we wrap up the end of this hour, Adam, you and I at one time, uh, lot, not so long ago, used to host a baseball show together on this network. Any brief thoughts for you on this game about to get underway? Astros Yankees game three as our resident MLB writer here at vcin.com. Adam, I'm seeing Yankees about $1.45 favorites here in the market trying to get on the board down to nothing in this series this is one of those where for me it was Astros or nothing it wound up being nothing but I mean to see the Astros as this big of an underdog is something that's very very rare and I understand it's Christian Javier going up against Garrett Cole but keep in mind Christian Javier had a very big strikeout rate during the season he is a big fly ball guy so the Yankees may be able to use their power and get a couple of runs across but I think this probably winds up being a, a pretty tight game here at Yankee Stadium. But again, for me, it's Astros or nothing just because when, when do you get the Astros at, at plus 120, plus 125, plus 130 in that range? No question. As high as plus 136 in the market right now on the Houston Astros. Other game later today, Clevenger and the Padres falter going to start at least for the Phillies in a 1-1 series price. As I look, it's about minus 108 to 110 market wide. Philadelphia is just a very slight favorite in that game three, the NLCS. More in-game updates, previews to get to with Adam, and a market report from Ben when we return to Live Bet Saturday. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free at 